a woman is discovered bludgeoned to death. Her husband, he claims that an intruder killed his wife. The shepherd is not at home, but in hospital with serious injuries. Dr. Shepherd, we just came from your house. We had a look around, and uh, why don't you tell us exactly what happened last night? We had the uh, herds over for supper. Um, it's a lovely evening. Finished eating around 8.30. And then we moved to the sitting room to watch a movie on television. Marilyn sat on my lap for a bit before I moved to the sofa to have a snooze. Around 4.30 a.m., the sleeping shepherd is awakened by a scream. I charged into the room. I was then struck down. Shepard says he chases this mysterious killer. He loses his t-shirt in the struggle. I remember a choking or a twisting feeling. I... This terminated my consciousness. The detectives now head back to the crime scene to look for evidence. They can find no murder weapon. And there are other strange facts. Absolutely no sign of a forced entry, front or back. For the cops, Shepard's story of an unknown intruder doesn't make sense. Anything look like it's been moved? Somebody's a sportsman. Looks like our guy missed a few things, huh? Pretty tidy burglary. something else there are other inconsistencies the family dog didn't wake up neither did Sam jr. the t-shirt dr. Shepard was wearing is missing and he called friends before the police okay dr. Shepard we appreciate that you're talking to us I know this is difficult but we have some questions to ask you was there anything of value taken from your house I don't know I didn't have time to check but you're sure there was an intruder right well, yes, he did this to me. So you phoned, wait, you phoned the neighbor first, not the police? It was the first number that came into my head. Was your wife ever unfaithful? No. God. What about you? Were there other women in your life? No. Dr. Shepard, you got to see this from our side. You get burgled, but nothing of value is taken. You struggle with this intruder, but there's no sign of a forced entry. A t-shirt you were wearing is gone. You don't know where. Dog never barked. Your son didn't wake up the whole time that your wife was being killed. I don't know about my partner, but I think you killed your wife. Now, that's pretty much where we left things last time. Cops think Sam Shepard murdered his wife. I'm thinking the same thing. Pretty soon everyone in Cleveland is thinking the same thing. 
And before too long, almost everyone throughout the state of Ohio and the rest of the country is thinking the same thing. If you recall, Sam doesn't call the cops at 4.30 in the morning. He calls a friend who just happens to be the mayor of their upscale town. The mayor and his wife come over. They see that Marilyn's dead. The mayor calls Sam's two brothers and the cops. The brothers, both doctors as well, diagnose Sam's injuries as facial cuts, a concussion, and some sort of neck injury, and whisk him away to their hospital for treatment before the detectives arrive to ask him about the, what happened. You know a violent struggle had to take place to kill Marilyn Shepard. Here she is, her face and head battered and bloody. Sam claims he encounters a white biped male with bushy hair in the bedroom, and that intruder punches him in the side of the head and knocks him out. Yet, he has a cut on his face near his mouth, and he later changes his story to say the intruder struck him on the back of the neck, hence the neck injury, and why he starts wearing a neck brace. Despite an intruder breaking in, no signs of forced entry, the dog never wakes up, their son never wakes up, but Sam hears a noise downstairs, like the intruders ransacking the place and looking for things to steal. He spots the intruder and chases him down to the lake, where the intruder again knocks him unconscious, and somehow Sam loses his shirt in the process. But the cops search everywhere but never find the shirt. Now, let's go back to the scene of the crime. Here's the living room where they entertained another couple watching a movie. Then Sam goes into an adjoining room and takes a nap on the daybed, which is right next to the stairs leading up to the bedroom where the biped bushy-haired intruder murdered Marilyn Shepard. Here's Marilyn's body. But now let's take a look at her body from another angle. Notice that her body's pulled down toward the middle of the bed and her legs are dangling down over the edge of the bed. Her top's pulled up to expose her breasts and she's naked from the waist down. But you can't tell that from the picture because Sam says he covered her private parts with a blanket and he doesn't want anybody seeing, you know, for modesty reasons. Here's what the bed looks like after the coroner removes her body. As you can see, a nasty attack took place. Here's a police sketch of the stairway leading down to the beach from the back of the shepherd's home. A little tricky looking for a chase. And here's a pair of photos of the steps. Here's Sam's medical bag. Its contents pretty much spilled out, but somewhat neatly. And Sam reports a bottle of morphine missing, insinuating that the intruder pilfered it. Here's a toolbox with some tools laying on the floor. But look a little closer. For some reason, the intruder didn't steal Marilyn's watch. All the drawers are pulled out from under Sam's desk. Looks like an intruder might have been looking for loot. But nothing's disturbed inside any of the drawers. When the detectives ask Sam about any missing items, he tells them his watch, a ring, and keys are missing. But the detectives find a small sack that's been tossed behind some shrubs outside the house, and there are all of Sam's missing items. Who tossed the sack there, and why? To the cops, everything looked staged, and they believe Sam murdered his wife. Still, they refused to arrest him on suspicion without any specific evidence or an eyewitness. The media is also convinced that Sam murdered his wife. Now moving on, 
Harold's funeral takes place three days later, on July 7th. And two days later, Doctor's Balk at Lie Test is the headline on the front page of the Cleveland Press, with the assistant county attorney criticizing the Shepherd family for whisking Sam away to the hospital to avoid immediate questioning at the crime scene, and also mentioning that Sam refused to take a lie detector test, saying that such tests were unreliable, plus he was too upset for such a test to be reliable. Eleven days later, on July 20th, the Cleveland Press runs an editorial written by its editor, Getting Away with Murder. The editorial urges the people involved with the case to end the nonsense of artificial politeness and make the arrest. The next day, the headline in the press reads, Why No Inquest? Do it now, Dr. Gerber. Dr. Gerber is the coroner. And just a few hours later, Coronel Samuel Gerber calls for an inquest and subpoenas Sam Shepard to appear. The inquest begins two days later, on July 22nd, and lasts for three days. It takes place in a local gymnasium to allow for an overflow crowd to attend. Sam's lawyer isn't allowed to participate, and when he tries to intervene, they eject him from the proceedings. They question Sam Shepard for better than five hours about his actions on the night of the murder, his married life, and his love affair, yeah, that's right, that's what I said, his love affair, to the detectives, he denied any marital infidelity, but he was having an affair with a Bayview Hospital employee named Susan Hayes. More headlines and stories follow, then on July 30th comes a headline, Why Isn't Sam Shepard in Jail? In another knee-jerk reaction, Detectives arrest him that same night at his father's home, and less than three weeks later, the grand jury indicts him. The date of that was August 17th. That's it for today. We'll get into the trial next time. But first, a quick plug for Born to be Wild, a true story, a classic outlaw biker saga, an amalgam of Breaking Bad, Escape from Alcatraz, and Sons of Anarchy, except these guys make the Suns look like a bunch of Cub Scouts. A good read. I'm not kidding. So, thanks for stopping in today. Until next time, see you. And that's a wrap.